10 a.m. It's Friday, the 19th of October, and I am suited and booted for this shit. This is episode number 20. We've done it. We've done a whole month. So I'm celebrating by dressing up in my Sunday best. Hope you lot appreciate it. Playing Kirill as the first tune. Oh, it's all going down. Ten out of ten. 
It's two minutes past ten. It's Friday, the 19th of October, 2018. We have survived a further month in the simulation, in the multiverse, on the flat earth, with birds surveilling us 24-7, Jeff Bezos looking into our homes, listening in on our private conversations, listening in on our private lovemaking with our partners, rooting through our underwear drawer, looking at the smalls, the unsavouries, the unmentionables. Uh, <laughs> I, knew the, uh, I knew my outfit would get some, uh, get some reactions in the chat, and they're coming in thick and fast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, people all across the flat earth, welcome to Coffee and Memes. Steady job, a couple extra potatoes, that's all I want. You're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy, and that's funny, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool, and it's interesting, and it's edgy, and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you, and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes on Threshold.fm. We are a month in and it's actually going pretty fucking well. I'm pleased. I'm happy. It seems that people listening are happy. That, I mean, I could probably deal with, you know, managing my suffering as long as everyone else was uh, happy. That's just because I'm such a selfless, wonderful, philanthropic individual. But I'm sure you all know that. And uh, yeah, it's just lobsters. Hold, hold tight, the threshold lobster crew. Basically, we're uh, we're forming a a group. Uh, we're forming a crew, a clan, a posse. You know, we're we're probably going to start a communist utopia. I think we might as well. You know, this is we're out looking for a better quality of life, better quality of morning radio, better quality of. Um, Shoe insoles, actually. They've been an issue uh, that's come up a lot recently. People just just are unhappy with the state of insoles. Uh, People looking for a better quality of lifting chalk, which leads naturally to the question, who are the chalkiest cunts out there? Is it CrossFit cunts or is it climbing cunts? They're always very chalky, but who are they? Who are the biggest cunts? Anyway, look, we've got a fucking barrel load of great tunes in here. Ridiculous stuff at 10.30. Jake's is going to be on the phone talking about... I was sort of going through uh, like all of Jake's stuff and like, okay, yeah, we've got like a good 20 years worth of stuff to uh, go through. Like an unbelievably prolific man in both dubstep and drum and bass. And uh, yeah, very much to talk about. Lots of... Lobsters. Yeah, you're damn right. So, oh God, there's, 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 there's so much. There's so goddamn much. Um, but don't worry, we'll get through it. And then there's, of course, the mandatory madness of the day's news to uh, to get through. Let's uh, just uh, let's start things off as uh, we mean to go on, really. Where are we? Come on, look. Let's, let's just go straight in. Let's just go straight in. If you teeth any of TC's fucking beats, man. We will send round the most murkiest merc men from Merkdom on a Monday, which is Merkin Day. If you have any questions for Jake's, get them in in the chat. 
We'll see if we can cover them. Normal sway back, Patrick Swayze, nice and easy, ballet dancing, lemon squeezy. Style, yeah? We're talking murky. We're talking pea super. We're talking fog, darkness. We're coming right at us. We're maybe a fish, a dog, a cat, animal, vegetable, mineral. Listen, what can run a fuck here? That's what I'm saying, yeah? We're here to play a part. It's just, it's a little vibe, yeah? If you fucking touch this fucking vibe, right? Titanic, make the dance panic, that one a penny, two a penny, vibe you can't manage, bow, pure nasty habit, sadness I can't have it, do your move, bust your star, rave or dance rap it, get a bit of hit a bit of get a bit of beat and flow, that's so savage, Uncle TC and Mr. Jake's and spells damage, we run friends from here to Trinity, all we done, flash it over, break the SD, salsa or drug garage, hip hop, it leave you stiff dead in a carriage, two to the head, one to the leg without a ratchet, wrap your head around this socket, it can't lap it, Rugged, ever ready, raw, core classic. Titanic, let me dance, panic. One up in it, two up in it, but you can't manage. You're nasty, I've been sadness, I can't have it. Do your move, but you're sorry, but dance, rapid. Deep, Titanic, let me dance, panic. One up in it, two up in it, but you can't manage. You're nasty, I've been sadness, I can't have it. Do your move, but you're sorry, but dance, rapid. I'm working so hard, right? I'm warning you, there's going to be some dubstep coming out. Stop looking at them girls and do your job. TC there, talking about himself in the third person. Do your move, bust your star, rape a dance rapid. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get into the serious news of the day. Canadian arrested for smoking cannabis just one hour after weed was legalized. Uh, It was only a matter of time until people took things just one step too far, wasn't it? An hour, to be precise. (laughs) That's the amount of time it took for one Canadian to get arrested for being high as a kite. Some of the pictures and the memes and stuff that have been... Uh, videos, there's that guy with his T-shirt over his head, uh, smoking a bong, doing a Beavis and Butthead impression. That's sort of immediately. They're absolutely hilarious. They really are just... I mean, it would be like that over here as well, I think. People just lose their shit. 
And I got, oh, I must smoke all the weed in the world, quickly, oh, get it in. I must be the first person to die of weed. Uh, now, the, ca- the country's new Cannabis Act, uh, which came into effect at midnight on the 17th of October, almost certainly won't be repealed in the face of the incident. Uh, this isn't like the kids who wouldn't shut up at the cinema, resulting in you all getting chucked out, even though you'd spent the last bit of uh, your pocket money on... What are they on about? Fucking lad Bible. Jesus. Um, so, the long and the short of this story is one uh, one wacky Canadian was just... Just in his car, just hot boxing the car, and they came along, and they said, uh, "You stoned, <laughs> you stoned, eh?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah, no, very, very stoned." But he can't be stoned it and drive a car. Oh, really? Yeah, no, really, yeah, no. It's um certainly frowned upon as well as being illegal uh, for obvious reasons. Oh, I'll drive really slow. No, no, no. It's not. You don't get sort of. If you agree to behave well, it is. No, it's. That's not how laws work. Passes the spliff to the police officer. No, I, I am going to have to arrest you. Like it's, it's, it's the law now. Oh. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Get in the back of the car. Well, you can't drive now. You're stoned. Shut up. I'm a police officer. I do what I want. Deary me. Uh, he noted if someone has an edible in a car and we can prove it, that's also an offence. Oh, come on. Just in, just in the car or inside them in the, in the car? Schrodinger's cat. Um, and when edibles are largely produced commercially, then it will be a little bit easier because uh, they'll be packaged and things like that will be more visible. Uh, a ticket given out to the driver came with a 400 quid fine. That's, uh, that's an expensive doobie. Deary, deary me. Canada, they're just out there getting it done, aren't they? They're just honking on the good stuff, just getting it in. Just why not? Just fucking why not? Right, look, let's get a few more, t- uh, few more uh, Jake's bits in. Uh, yeah, look, we're going back to like two thousand. I want to say two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight, Bristol dubstep classic, three claim with Joker. Oh, please. <laughs> That's a shortage of weed in Canada already. Joker top of the game, no one's passing it.
say this is as good a time as ever to shout out the VIP list a list of people supporting on Patreon for $10 a month or more fine bunch of bad motherfuckers if ever I saw a list of bad motherfuckers it's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Moss and Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Tony Hart Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Krasinski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter Cole Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy Tom Cam and Stephen Harris the list is increasing That is three claim, it's Jake's and Joker. Bit of slice of hench goodness. Oof, that 2008 hench so hot right now. Man, those were the fucking days. I'm looking forward to getting into it with Jake's about... Man, uh, yeah, there's, there's a little bit to cover. Right, what have we got on this ridiculous... Okay, yeah, this is, uh, this is quite dark. Hospital smokers forced to hear children's voices shaming them on loudspeaker... People who ignore no smoking signs outside a hospital are being shamed. Shame them! Shut them down, boys. Uh, uh, They're being shamed by a loudspeaker playing children's voices. Staff, visitors and patients are now able to press a button outside Pinderfields Hospital in Wakefield. Shit's going down in Wakefield. Which will play a recorded message asking people not to smoke. One example says, Hi, I'm Georgia. Would you mind not smoking outside today? Someone's mummy or daddy could be having their treatment today. That's fucking dark. Uh, It gets even worse. Uh, The messages, which are all read out by children, say, Excuse me, do you think you could put out your cigarette? Someone's nanny, granddad, mummy or daddy are having their cancer treatment today. Thank you. Man, bet that gets the fucking message across. Jesus Christ. Um, another says, a lot of our parents come here for their cancer treatment, so please think before you smoke. Damn. Uh, the measures have been introduced after the Mid-Yorkshire Hospital's NHS Trust introduced a no-smoking policy across their sites, but pro-smoking group, Forest. <laughs> Imagine being a pro-smoking group. Jesus Christ, like what what time are you living in? Like, no, it's still the 1920s. Smoking is good for you. It, it's based for strong, healthy lungs, and it makes you look cool, uh, makes you hard, 
and it makes you more attractive to the girls. <laughs> Pro-smoking group. They've called the loudspeakers bloody Orwellian. What kind of draconian times are we living in when a man can't puff on a woodbine outside a cancer ward? This is it's wild. Simon Clark, director of Forest, told the BBC... A better solution is a comfortable smoking area away from the hospital with fine Chesterfield sofas, a humidor, whiskey on tap, and fine lasses and wenches serving up the beers. Uh, <laughs> a smoking area away from the hospital entrance, but not so far that it discriminates against those who are infirm or less mobile but still want to honk down a cancer stick. Ian Brody, uh, oh, not Ian Brady, uh, general manager of the facilities at the Trust said, we've introduced the system because it's vital that we take every possible step to discourage smoking. Fair enough. Patients and visitors include newborn babies and those arriving by ambulance. Often have to pass through cigarette smoke at our hospital, <laughs> hospital entrance, which is totally unacceptable. It is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Like, of all the places you could be having a fag, uh, I'm sure you can probably hold on, can't you? Bloody Nora. Right, let's get more Jake's tunes on. What we got? Murder style, let's do it. Fucking hell. Mm. Interesting thoughts from Flux Radio in the chat. Uh, so this is a baking uh, bo- baking boxing match. Is this a little bit like chess boxing, where they do a round of chess and then a round of boxing? So a round of baking and then a round of boxing? I need more details on, on the rules, sir. I want to know how you would win in the baking round.
This is Murder Style by Jakes. Fill in your daily quota a deep dub. Right, the rule set on this baking boxing is hotting up in the chat. Basically, bake off, but with a barroom brawl round in between rounds, judged by Hollywood and Joe Rogan, whilst Noel Fielding sits in the corner pelting them with pingers. Decent. That, I could get behind that. Stats in the chat, I presume. As Murder Star by Jakes. That's a fucking banger. Yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Right, look, look at this. There's a new TV show. Uh, it's uh, Gino DeCampo, uh, Fred from First Dates, and Gordon Ramsay. And they sort of, they're going on a little trip, going on a little trip around Europe by the looks of things, or around France, or, you know, something like that, basically. Uh, do a bit of cooking, get on the gear and that. Have a, do a bit of, bit of shagging, probably. Um, I mean, they're probably all married, but, yeah, look at them. They, you can't keep these fellas down, can't you? Look at the rough, you know, pure testosterone pouring out of DeCampo's face. Uh, the, the headline is... Gino DeCampo gets naked on nudist beach in Gordon, Gino and Fred road trip. God, imagine a night on the gear with that lot. <laughs> imagine a night out on the karate powder with them. <laughs> Ramsey just hogging it all, getting absolutely out, all red-faced and just fucking swearing at people. Like, you oh, God, you're having to drag him out of bars. He's just like, he's an absolute nightmare in the restaurant. He's just bowling into kitchens. And just like, what the fuck is this? And then racking up on the bloody surfaces. He's a terror. Fred, he's a well, he's a lover man, isn't he? He's a, he's a, probably a sex expert, dating expert. He's a matchmaker. Uh, he's a, he's a cunny hunter, I believe is the term. Uh, a pork swordsman. Uh, he's just out there slinging dick. But basically, it's just the three of them slinging dick around Europe and getting on the gear. It's a it's a hell of a it's a hell of a uh, hell of a move. Ramsey's looking quite out of shape. Um, Fred is jacked. Like, he's got a six-pack abs, seriously. And uh, Gino's just, just got his dick out, basically. It's fucking wild. It's like the sort of middle-aged male equivalent of Girls Gone Wild, if that's your sort of thing. I don't know. Right, look. going to go and steam into one more of these bits, and then we're going to get Jake's on the phone. Right, gun talk. <laughs>
call dog, dog, what? Dog, no, no, no. No man, no, no, no. Shot fire down the people, say them see smoke and come out of yard, that boy, I go lock it. Hey, them better make sure me get it. Shahu, Shahu, the Aura, Aou, Aou, who are you there? Come from a pen in front, I don't feel in front. No more bomb clad for cool and I'll get to it. Yeah, when you try, make sure we get the blood. is a powerful beast that is gun talk by jakes and righty ho skype don't fail me now hello good morning brother ah mr jakes how are you i'm very well mr rankin how are you doing yeah i'm doing great we're uh, we're twenty shows into this radio show. We've been doing it for a month, and it's going all right. Good. I mean, yeah, I've been seeing. To be honest, I've, I've watched a few. Oh yeah, they're doing good, bro. Oh, thank you, thank you kindly. Uh, how is the how is the weather in Bristol? Is it sunny? It is beautiful and sunny actually. And I'm going to go out for a walk after this. Nice, nice. It is actually really, really, really nice, and I should take take it while I can. It is actually winter, so uh, yeah. Take what we can, bruv. That's it. You look like you were getting on the grind with the chains pretty early this morning. As always. Really? I get, yeah, I get up in the morning. I either cycle um, with the missus to her work and then come back and get on the beats or I just get on the beats. Nice. Do you have so a sort of um, preferred time to make music? No. Just whenever it comes? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, look, I've been wanting to get you on for a little while because... Um, you're a prolific man. Like there's a, there seems like there's there's not been much that uh, you haven't done rather well over the years. Like I want it like you know from going all the way back to like early stuff with TC and um, Tech Itch to mm. to now. Obviously Hench back in you know when did, when when was the first Hench release? Two thousand and eight. Uh, two thousand seven. Two thousand and seven. God, those were wild times in Bristol. There's a mental times in Bristol. It's actually when I live with Tech Hitch as well. Me, Tech Hitch, and um, Headhunter lived in the same house at the time. Although he's called Addison Groove now, big up Tony. Yeah, of course. Okay. That was that was a, a while ago. Yeah, that was. Um, I was living in Bristol from 2006 to t- f- late 2007. Okay. Um, uh, just around the corner from Laurie Appleblem. 
Okay. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah. lived in that big house with Wedge and um, all that lot. Yeah. God, that was... If you can big up Blim and Wedge, go on. Yeah. Wedge is, where's Wedge now? Wedge is in uh, Berlin now. I think it's Blim with him as well. I'm not sure. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. Like they're, um, Laurie was out in Berlin quite a lot. Um, it's very much like the sort of stuff that he plays now. It's like perfect for Berlin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to be fair, he's been on that tip for a while, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wedge is doing well. Wedge bloody nearly died a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Madness. Glad, is... glad that he's here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Man. that was crazy. Like, he had a, what, a brain aneurysm or something that nearly went. He, and he, well, I spoke to him about it. He said it's the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing to me. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you really start sort of addressing things in your life when something like that comes along. It gives you a whole yeah. new perspective. It, it does. It does. It makes you... I think it's a, a brilliant bullshit filter. When when you're when you're yeah. ill, when you're you know what I mean, when you're properly ill, it just makes you just step back and look at the the worth of everything, the, yeah. the real worth as well, not the you know what I mean. Yeah, the I th- and not the monetary or. <coughs> Excuse me. I reckon at that point you stop worrying about maybe getting a better car. Or like, yeah. <laughs> or, or what clothes you're buying? Yeah, that's the thing. I've never really been the material guy. Neither has Wedge. Not, not really anyone who was at Hench, to be fair. Maybe a couple of people, but yeah, material things. Once you get to that certain stage in life, you're like, you know what? Mm. What's the point? Yeah. Hey, that car's not going to give you a cuddle at night. Exactly. That that car's not going to roll a zoot for you when you need one, is it? No. Yeah, damn right. It's not going not gonna to tell you you look beautiful in the morning when you're hungover. Yeah, give, give it about 20 years. I guarantee you the car's going to say that. Although, it wouldn't, if you're hungover, your car probably won't start. Yeah, it would just drive you to work for you, though. Okay, listen, bro, look, you're obviously a bit peaky. Come on, look at those bags under your eyes. Yeah, Don't worry, a, I'll do it. Hold on. Hey, that, that's going to be the ultimate DJ car. You watch. Oh, yeah, of course. Just get in, program where you go, and it goes as fast as it possibly can, avoiding any collision. Lovely. Oh, but like DJ's drivers, they're going to be out of a job. Like that was the sort of, that was the way into the scene back in the day. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you've got to, to drive to, someone. To be fair, most DJ drivers are producers themselves, so they're, 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 they'll, still, they'll still feel it. And that, that's the thing. It's like, I've, I've, I've had many drivers because I, I don't drive, but I've had many drivers over the years. But we're just all mates anyway. So when we, if it does come up, it's like, yeah, want to roll to a rave? And they're like, yeah, that's well. Yeah, so yeah. Because it was um, the thing where you could basically, you have the attention of that uh, of that DJ for like an entire journey. They couldn't get away from you. Like, oh, I've just just got a few of my chins actually. Do you, yeah. you don't mind if I just stick them on, <laughs> do you? <laughs> oh yeah, I just just so happened to have this uh, signal. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Um, it's a couple of hours drive. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, go on, stick it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Right. So look, from from very early days, like when when did you when did you start? Wait, or like, when did you start getting on the mic? And when did you start producing? Uh, started producing in like um, bloody hell, maybe oh five, oh six. Might even be. Early. I remember Marky. Um, Marky Ledge from Roughnecking Substance mm. and all that, um, Koshin lad, he gave me a copy of Reason and gave me a couple of pointers and yeah, 
that was it. I mean, that was 07. MC in seriously, 99. When I actually started was 93, when Roughnecking was in its early stage. I bumped into a mate of mine and he told me to come down. Nice. Yeah. So have you been in, how long have you been in Bristol for? Um, most of my life, really. I've been, I've lived other places. I've lived in London, um, down for a little bit. Mm. Uh, what's bloody thing? See, I, I can't remember. I've lived a few places, but mainly Bristol. I've lived all over Bristol as well. Bristol's the spiritual home. It is. It is. I mean, I nearly, I nearly moved to the States a little while back and, that might be a, an option in the future, but I'd, I'd, well, I say that it might be an option in the future. I'll probably go to Canada rather than America. No, they just legalise the herb everywhere. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Well, we're getting it in. Um, well, medicinal on the first of November, apparently. So that's the first yeah, step, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not going to actually be weed, though, is it? It's going to be um, weed-based products. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think it's just pills. They'll they'll be. Mm. But it'll still work, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah. it won't be the blazing kind. Although we, we've we been one of the biggest exporters of medical marijuana in the world. Mad. Really? Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Listen. So, so they're just growing it, but not selling yeah. it here? I'm not selling it. And see Theresa May, look, go check out Theresa May's husband and what he does, yeah? And then she is vehemently against them legalising it. And then go look at what her husband does. The really? That woman, see, well and truly, right? I don't, I don't dislike anyone as much as I dislike that woman for what, she, <laughs> for what she's doing. And I know she's a scapegoat and all that rare to tell, but yeah. In, in fact, you know, why am I bringing that woman up? Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're one of the biggest exports medical marijuana. People don't know that shit. We've been doing it for years. That's <laughs> wild. No, I never knew that. That's crazy. I thought he was in with that security firm or something. I probably, he probably is. As probably, well. yeah. Oh yeah, the, the one that they're going to give the going to give them the, the power to arrest. Yeah. Oh god, because they were running the security for like a lot of juvenile prisons and stuff, and just doing a horrendous job of it. Um, yeah. And oh yeah. man, this just looked terrible. Good, good, good luck, any G four guys trying yeah. to arrest me. Yeah, because I would. I am telling you now, any and you can take this as a promise in the fact. Any of you guys trying trying to arrest me, yeah, it's not going to end well. Just <laughs> letting you know, because nah, you jumped up security guards. You couldn't. You weren't qualified enough to get in the police force, and now you think you get the power to arrest on a on a technicality. Yeah, pretty much. Nah, fuck that. They're just are they one step up from a traffic warden? Do you reckon, or like pretty much in terms? Hey, a of, traffic warden's got more powers than them. Fuck, yeah, probably, yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, you say so you weren't impressed by Theresa May's dance routine. Uh, oh, on, uh... <laughs> all the people that kept on putting that up as well. That is, and it's you know you shouldn't let things like that um, mess with you. You really shouldn't. But yeah, seeing that video just inside raging. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna lie, because it's like. What you're gonna dance? You're gonna you're gonna dance over like that, and you're rinsing the country. You're rinsing their country. And you're rinsing here. You're gonna dance. You're gonna dance. It's like when she. Do you know what? I got to stop talking about Theresa May. Where's it would have been nice if Boris Johnson had just rugby tackled her at the end, just before oh, she got to the man. podium. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that would have been a moment. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, uh, Boris, got, Boris would have got VIP to any hench after that. Trust me. Oh my god! Yeah. 
prepared to put yours and Boris's differences aside over a con- oh, that, com- that, common oh, enemy. <laughs> for that, I'll put it aside. I'm telling you, I know, I know he's a prick and a fucking idiot, but just for that, I, I'll put it aside. But like, you know what? You can come and have one drink with me, but then after that, you can fuck up. <laughs> you come in once for free. After that, you're paying. You're on the paid yeah. guest list. Yeah, then you're done. Oh dear. Yeah, I. Oh god, I don't know. My, my man said it's just the utter incompetence with it all. It's like. I'd, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just like a load of children having a go at... It's like it's live-action role-play politics. They're just LARPing at being politicians. Like, yeah, hey, we'll have a go at it. Why not? Oh, you're yeah. health secretary this week. Oh, why don't you be foreign secretary next week? Like, I see yeah. where you're good at it. Yeah, it's all, it's all distractions, man. It's all distractions, I'm telling you. They're, they're, they're having fun, and they're having fun at our expense. Yeah, you know, that's the truth. Right, look, let's get off this. Let's get away yeah, yeah, from Theresa May. Let's go straight into the political and Let's leave that alone. We're not going back there. It's <laughs> done. Let's put it under the carpet, yeah. Put it in it. Dear me. So, okay, like, seriously getting on the mic at roughly 98. Mm-hmm. Then when did you start? What was the first track that you featured on? Uh, bloody hell. I think it was called Street Life on Roughneck Ting Records. Okay. I think that was it. And then there was something with Hazel, a girl called Hazel on the other side, if I remember correctly. Big up Hazel, wherever you are. Out in yeah. the ether somewhere. Yeah, yeah she's, she, she's off somewhere singing. I, I guarantee you she had a wonderful voice. Nice. Wonderful voice. Well, the first... Um... My brain is muddled from the early noughties uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but which which were first? Were there were there bits with Mark first, or were the bits with TC first? Uh, bits with Mark first. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was with Techich long before I was with TC. Long. Okay. Before. All right, it's uh, those the, that sort of two thousand to about two thousand and five. A little bit of a haze. A little yeah. bit of a haze. It was a haze for me. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So, first track with Mark was I want to say the calling, but I don't think I'm right. Um, no. Uh, what was the bloody first tune I did with Mark? You know what? Soldiers? I'm gonna type this into the computer because I have no idea. Hold on. Just wondering if it was something on penetration, or if it was one of the Moving Shadow releases. It was probably a moving shadow. Release. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I do not know because I cannot see it on here. I, I, Discogs not been giving me a lot of love in terms of uh, like the penetration one. It just says like it's just numbered all the things. It doesn't even have tune names on it. Yeah. I yeah, know it does. Does from two thousand and five onwards. No, I, I don't even know. I'm going to have to look that up, actually, myself. But, yeah, it was the, the uh, there was something before the call. It was, was Soldiers before the call, call it? Possibly, yeah. I thought it was 2005, maybe 2004. Debus Remix was 2005. Man, that yeah. Debus Remix is so fucking good. Like, that it's... one was the one that kind of cemented me as one of the big voices in the dark side. Yes. I mean, you know, the original tune was really well received. Um but when D Bridge did that remix, mm. that's it. Everyone was like, "Yo, you're the Dark Side MC." No matter where I went, as well. Even when I went to the states, because they were big in they were big in America. Um, 
Tekich, Mark and Darren Dakota. Yeah, Dylan and all that lot were done and, quite and well yeah, over there. Yeah, they did really well. Dylan's bloody living over there, covered in tattoos now, isn't he? Although yeah. he covered in tattoos. I don't know if he's doing much drum and bass these days, though. I'm not no, I think sure I, he's a tattoo guy. Now. Yeah. Artist. Um, other like dark like Too Shy was seemed to be a, a lot of the dark yeah. darker nights. Too Shy is a don, and I, I will always have time for him. Because mm. it, it was more the kind of um, it was less of the double time lot, more of the kind of I don't know powerful hosts. If you want to, I don't know, try and put a strange label on it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was just a more 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 of a let the music breathe thing but they're not i'm not saying that the double time guys don't let the music breathe but you know what i mean some people were just like mm-hmm. no Chill. but there's a little bit more space in the music like you know if you go and jump up or something there's a little bit more but like if you're trying to do double time over a current value record you're gonna you're gonna have a rough time yeah <laughs> but you're gonna have a rough time but i reckon there are a couple that can do it <laughs> yeah probably um, current value's been making some kind of jump uppy bits recently on that souped up label that uh yeah he i tell you what he makes just the the rate he makes tunes at is yeah he, he yeah. kind of reminds me of me to be honest when i first started although i'm back on it now in the, in the mm. sense that i write a lot of music right now but i don't release a lot of music yeah but he writes so much that like, i keep on seeing it it's, it's a wonder i haven't done a tune with him although actually saying that watch after this is uh Done. I'm going to hit him up and be like, "Yo, why haven't we done that tune?" Yeah, good plan. Like he, he doesn't have. I'm trying to think of when he's even had vocals of. No, not much. I don't think he has. Him and Panacea did a bit which had a female vocal in it. Um, but it's more like fucking dark film samples. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah his there's yeah his jump up stuff. It's not. I mean, it's just it's, his level of production is so intense. Yeah. That it's like he can make what sounds like they're quite sort of lower key drums like they're a lot they're not as like full spectrum but mm-hmm. jesus it's still like an absolute wall of sound yeah that, that's uh, that's what he does isn't it? and he's, he's really good at it yeah i just can't remember who i was talking to maybe raiden was saying about like that he looked at one of his ableton projects and he just had like about five compressors all in a row on one channel so yeah is that what how did you do it? it's like well i've just found that it just makes it sound good like that okay all right yeah sure yeah can't argue with it if it ain't broke you know what i mean yeah i know and um also audio remix of retribution that did some serious business. That did some serious stuff. Oh yeah, big up audio. Yeah, on. man. Go on. Yeah, that one was uh that one was a shemmers. <laughs> yeah. Um was it your voice on the ruckus? Yep. Nice. No, I remember hearing that and just bit the like that was number four, I think, on uh penetration. And yeah. first that that was the first one that I saw. I was, you know, sort of both kind of uh Excited and appalled by the front cover. Oh, mate, I tell you what, those front covers, <laughs> I still laugh about them now because, you, you know, we we played, um, where did we play? Me and Tekich played somewhere and there was a protest. But yeah, those, 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 those covers did not go down well everywhere. Oh, I mean, what, they were protesting the covers? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate. Seriously, we, we yeah we had a we had a bit of trouble with those covers. Wow, 
but yeah, they were special. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, how do you like your Amen tunes? Uh, I like them with hentai covers. Yeah, it's like, uh, I still don't know how we didn't get approached by any any of the manga. Do you know what I mean? Be like, yo, take that, that. But man, yeah, they were. Um, yeah, I definitely remember my mum finding one. I was, how, how was I? Yeah, I think I was still possibly still living at home in two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and one they started coming out. I was only I'd only been seventeen then. And uh, like, what the I hell is this? <laughs> oh. uh, you know what? I probably was. That's probably against the law to own that under eighteen. <laughs> probably is. Probably. <laughs> well, thank, thank, thanks, mum, for letting me keep it. Yeah, it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's just music, Mum, I promise. Um and then what oh, just there's so many Life of Sin as well, ridiculous. Um it just sort of goes on and on really. Pressure drop, the calling, like calling VIP. I've was playing those on um I'm sure you've seen the doing doing the show like the, the old sort of vinyl retrospective going through the early naughty stuff. And then it's just like that the calling the way like you've got like half the chain going with the arp and everything and it's just like yeah it's great and then just suddenly switches like oh let's just have a fucking raucous bit of amens as well yeah just like yeah, yeah okay why not yeah might as well that tune took heads off man yeah like, it that, really did take it was it take a tune kamal yes yeah, it was wasn't it yeah, yeah. vip ridiculous uh, as well just kamal one of my favorites man one of my absolute favorites mm. was it uh, uh, was it Dom? Was it him and Dom that Twisted City track, or was that Dom and Keaton? I can't remember. I'm not 100 percent sure. Some moving shadow, I think. No, or oh, I don't know. Uh, good one, anyway. Well, well, whoever it's by, it's just well, Dom and Roland and someone else. Yeah. Um. So then, like a little bit of a um, out of the darkness into the uh, slightly more light-hearted deep. Mm-hmm. Well, in between that, I was doing breakbeat stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I I did a lot of stuff with um, uh, General Midi, Ah. uh, Stripe Fit, um, did stuff with Timo Mass. Ah. I didn't didn't know that. I mean, yeah, I guess, when was that? 2003, 2004, I guess? uh, Yeah, something around there. Yeah, because, like, New School Breaks was just like ubiquitous basically at that yeah, point yeah and it was it was doing you know what i mean it was doing really well i mean it's kind of making a little comeback now to be honest really? but yeah yeah there's there's a few there's a few heads rolling around take, take a look but um general midi were yeah one of the premier outfits of what was really pilgrim's label uh tvr wasn't it yeah. oh tfr tv yeah. the of the Thursday Club records, TCR. <laughs> there we go. I, was, I knew it was T something. Like yeah. Um. Yeah. They 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 were on there, and we did a live show called Staircase as well, which was their um kind of more housey and um, which was really cool. Right. Um, but yeah, then I uh oh, and in between that as well was a little stint with Koshi. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff with Marky and Darren, Sean and that. Lot. Um. Then, yeah, then I met up with... How did I meet Tom? I'm wondering if it was through David Carboni. Okay. With the um, uh, plug-in guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Australian dude. He yeah, lived yeah. Here. Yeah, he lived here for a bit, and then I think he's back in Melbourne now. Yeah, I did some presets for his synth. 
Actually, I need to hit him up. He's done a thing recently. I think um, Scalar. Okay. That plugin, which is uh, for well, musical scales basically and chords and stuff. It's a uh, MIDI thing. It's really, it? really good. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Okay. Go on, Dave. Yeah, him and uh, him and the Late Masters lot, the plugin boutique lot, are absolutely smashing it. Okay. Yeah. Breakbeat became a kind about I don't know I want to say two thousand five two thousand six Breakbeat kind of became a bit of a dirty word really. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I, um, I, it, it seems that when scenes become overly populated with sort of late twenties, early thirties men, <laughs> then they <laughs> sort of start to collapse in on themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, hence why I kind of uh, fell out of love with dubstep for a little minute. Yeah, it was, I don't know, I want to say like 2012, 2013, when it, it felt like the Americans just took took the ball and ran with it as far down the pitch as you could possibly yeah. run with it. It's like, well, where else have we got left to go now? No, the noisy end. That's where they ran. They ran to the noisy Yeah, corner. to the bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to follow for a, for a substantial length of time. And I was like, all right, I think I've backed myself into a dubstep cul-de-sac here. <laughs> I just sort of edged slowly back towards drum and bass. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's what, it's kind of what I did as well, to be fair. I just took a back seat and just watched it all unfold. It's kind of, I mean, there's, 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 <clears throat> there's good guys out there, but... Yeah, I, I am. I'm basically. I'm just not up to speed on what's been going on, and certainly the, I don't know, the last couple of years really with uh, with dubstep. You've been hammering bits out this year though, like yeah, you had yeah, like well, six doing, or seven releases or something. Yeah, yeah, I was doing one a month. Yeah, one every month, and then I've just um, paused for a second because, well, one I've I've written enough for about four albums. I'm, I'm bringing out. I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing out two of those albums next year. You heard it here first, mm. and they're going to be early next year as well. Nice. Um, you had one last year, didn't you? Yeah, and they said next year's going to be the return of Hench. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I wanted to do the um, the Nightly Plays, my other label, um, which I released all this stuff on. Um, Rusco, big up Rusco, has, has been battering everything from the label a few people have been playing all but rusco has been he was starting with the, the first track on the label called clash eye um rusco opened with that on his whole tour and nice. like just yeah people were hitting me up daily with videos like yo check this check this check this check this so yeah it was quite cool but yeah, yeah i just wanted to learn how to run a label by myself because i was hench was running with me john and alistair who were d-mites right okay <laughs> But yeah, this this uh, a night play thing is going to be the birth of my new alias, which is just bass bass music, basically whatever goes dubstep, bassline, bass house, for whatever garage, whatever I feel like, and I might even bring a couple people on board there. Okay, why did you decide to start a new alias? Because I don't. Jake's has been. It's taken me a long time to build what Jake's is and who Jake's is. Mm. And I want this other thing to be not untainted, but just, well, yeah, kind of untainted, just pure and uh, a next step. Yeah, a next step from me. 
so you don't you can't assume what's going to come out. Do you know what I mean? Because people see my name, they'll be like, right, dubstep tune or a drum bass tune. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I think it's um, there's an, there's something nice about the idea of being able to really do kind of anything. But also, I mean, like you're not being in any way secretive about the new alias. You're like, well, this is me. No. This is my new thing. I'm doing different stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, what's the point in being secretive about it? It's like, look, it's a, it's- I don't know. It's a sort of like uh, you don't want it to be judged on judged against your past work like i i don't know like i I went and made deep house for a while and it i shouldn't have told people that i feel like i shouldn't have told people that it was me and -hmm. then it's just people seem to get a bit confused yeah of course they they get confused but i mean we're we're not that's the thing the the way i look at it right is they they owe me nothing and i owe them nothing yeah true that's that's the way I roll now. It's like, this is what I'm doing. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you have no obligation to the industry. Like, no, you have no. obligation to yourself and to your it's, creativity and your output. Exactly, exactly. I'm not proving anything to anyone. I'm just, I just want, I want to do what I want to do for me. Yeah. Call it selfish. Call it whatever you want. But I'm just, I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not down for. Uh, jumping through hoops and things like that because we, you know what I mean we all we all have the little stints of having to do that and it's mm. just it just it wears you down after a time you know what I mean you're like oh, oh yeah did I, why did I get into this why did I start doing this and you forget that and when you forget that that's when you get lost and I think I did for a moment I forgot what I was doing where I wanted to be but now I know exactly where I'm going yeah, the, it becomes a tricky thing when it's paired with having to make a living out of it. Exactly, that's a very that's the that's the the really tricky thing. But I've been lucky enough to have a couple of adverts, and do you know what I mean? And I'm, I've never one thing about my production work. I may produce dubstep, but I, I produce a fair few other things as well. But I will never, ever, 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 ever leave drum and bass. Mm. That's where yeah. I start. It's what I am. Is it's who I am. Yeah. I mean, I've been lucky to keep my foot in there, be it vocally or the occasional DJ set, or you know what I mean. Obviously, I'm seeing all over the spot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of covered all the bases, really. There, like it's it's as much in your DNA as anything else. Yeah, it is, and it always will be. Mm. Are you still doing like? A, a decent amount of gigs just on the mic or are you doing mainly yeah, DJing? Yeah. To, be, to be honest I'm doing more gigs on the mic I've taken a step back and um, I, I was it's it's funny I was kind of worried at one point thinking that I wouldn't be able to get back on the mic and then couple that with do I really want to be an older guy on the mic but then I thought to myself why not why who's putting these fences in front of you yeah. you are. yeah 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 just go do it that's it mm. it's uh i i don't know i feel my feelings with it is, is like it's not being an older guy behind the decks or being an older guy behind the mic it's just like being an older guy just in the club in general is a sort of is a strange feeling after a while like particularly mm. when it was um but even like this is still like five or so years ago so I was five or five or so years younger like when the whole sort of bro step thing exploded particularly in Europe kids were so young in the clubs like they're 15 year olds and stuff in the yeah. clubs like they have like particularly in countries like Belgium and stuff there seemed to be no like age limit yeah 
on, that's, on the clubs? That's, yeah, that's kind of why I took a step back from it as well. Because it was like, wow, these kids are going mental. And it's a bit... Yeah, it's, it's it was, a little bit weird. It but, was the kids that found the music, found their, grew up finding music on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was a weird generation. Yeah, they, they, they didn't have the luxury of, of uh, record shopping no. as we... Which is, is I, I, I honestly feel for the kids now because it's like you don't, you'll never have the, the beauty of hearing a dub play because it's so fast now. Like mm. from from dub play to release is so ridiculously fast now. It's stupid. It's it's almost it doesn't give a thing, doesn't give a tune time to grow. Like that's why. The, the the experiment I did with at Nightly Play where I was bringing out a tune a month, I wasn't giving it to DJs. Or I'll give it, I'll give it to DJs maybe a couple of weeks before release. Mm. Just bam. And I wouldn't give them the dubs any time to build up on road. I'll just release them. Bam, 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 bam. Release, release, release. And luckily, but kind of planned as well, DJs were just still playing them anyway. Mm. Because they'd only had them for a few weeks and then it, you'd see it on your sales and blah, 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 where you'd see a certain DJ will go DJ somewhere. And then the day after, you just see that little spike. Yeah. You're like, ah, someone's played that somewhere, someone's played that somewhere, someone's played that somewhere. It's like, cool. Yeah, people aren't really, particularly the buyers, I think, or listeners. I mean, I mean, the only people really buying dance music now are people, uh, DJs buying stuff to play out if they're not on the yeah. appropriate mailing list. Yeah. No one's interested in a build-up promo period or a sort of like or anything. People just want it immediately. It's not like, oh, my new tune's out in three weeks. Like, no, tell me when it's out. Yeah, then exactly. Tell me when I can have it. Yeah, they're not interested in three weeks. They're yeah. not that, that. They just want it now, which is it's kind of I, I don't want to say rude, but mm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm going to say. It's rude. <laughs> rude. Yeah. Let, let the tunes build. Do you know what I mean? You're, the kids nowadays are lucky enough with the internet that they can get a tune from a guy across the other side of the world. They'll get it, bam. Mm. You know what I mean? You can Skype him. Easy. Dun, dun, dun. You're, you're lucky. You kids are lucky with what you got now. You need to realise that. You really do. Because one day, it ain't going to be like that. Trust yeah. it, it, will, it will, I think, it will recede back into itself and just be like, yo, because this, how the, how everything is, is coming to it. It's almost, you can, you can almost, it's palpable in the air. You can feel everything is almost coming, not, not to an end, but just coming to a point where it's like, something's going to give somewhere. Yeah. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how, like with the ever sort of marching forward of technology and, and streaming and, all this stuff what's going to be the i mean is it going to is it going to end up with less labels are people is just everyone just going to self-publish is it going to you know are people going to the dj setups are they just going to be streaming it is no one going to own anything anymore it's it's i don't know it's it's because the industry has changed so much in the last 15 years yeah like in another 15 or even in another five like and the changes seem to be yeah coming quicker and quicker like Quicker and quicker. It ain't going to be 15 years. It's going to be five no, years. Exactly. Guaranteed. It's going to be faster than we think. <laughs> Much faster than we think. Yeah, I mean, I think there'll always be a little bit of push 
back like people are kind of going back a little bit more towards vinyl now which is nice because yeah uh, it's, it's good to see. but i think it's the older lot who are kind of getting back into it rather than i mean there are no d- d- that's not true actually like i've had like from doing this show with playing records i've had a lot of young guys like message me saying i've started i've been listening to your show and i've started buying vinyl off discogs uh because you know because of it and yeah. so they're you know these are like early 20s or late teens um who you know were the age that i was when i first started you know yeah. buying tunes um so that's really cool i mean it's just it's a shame that a lot of the new stuff that so such a tiny percentage of new stuff comes out on vinyl now yeah well it's there's it's it's not it's not viable as a as a medium for bloody to make money it's not no, and turnaround time's ridiculous these days. It's stupid. It's stupid. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on. But I need to, to, to also be fair, it's not really that good for the environment as well. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, records, yeah, producing them is, is long. But, yeah. You can uh, recycle them, can't you? I think you can. Yeah, you can, but even the recycling's a bit damaging. But it's yeah, it's oh, actually no. Let me, let me get back to this discogs thing as well. Discogs is cool, but go this um this is a message for all you kiddies out there. Discogs is cool, but there are there are record shops still out there. You know, go <laughs> yeah shops. yeah but true. At home and click a button. And I know for some people it's your only means of getting these records. Just plan a day of it. To, mm. Just, do you know what I mean? Pack a lunch. The, when, when, when I used to go to Music House, well, there were times I went to Music House dub cutting when I wasn't even cutting any dubs. I would just go down with my mate and just see what was going on in there. God, those are the days, aren't they? Oh, it was it was wonderful. Just Being a kid around. going looking around and see you see Dillinger walking. Mm. But I don't forget the day when I saw Dillinger, Frost, Brian G, um uh oh, bloody hell. Rocky, Ryder, Fabio, like, all day, they all passed me in one day. And it was like, I was like, wow, what? what? Bloody like, hell. Blew, blew my mind. And to some people, if you go record shops, you know what I mean? There's some people that work at the record shops that are some of your favourite bloody DJs, but you don't realise. Well, that would be like the D&B equivalent of like, take that walking into your uh, shop um, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start screaming, <laughs> Uh, Dylan Jack, love your own grass. Well, yeah, when Dylan, listen, when Dylan, and everyone knows, Carl, you know, bro. But when when Dillinger walked in, I had to walk out. That was <laughs> I brought Dillinger. I have got a Dillinger. Well, actually, wait a minute. Dylan, yeah. Dylan, freaks Dylan, give me my Dillinger records back. I know you got them. Give my records back, you little bitch. I'm going to make sure you listen to this. Give my records back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've got a big Dillinger collection. I'd. Like, I think I've got most of them, but certainly from like 2000 onwards, mm-hmm. 2002 onwards. I mean, there's probably some on Chronic that I haven't got, and maybe a few on few of like the Trinity bits. Did you get the Logic stuff? Oh no! See, that's about oh. ten. You, t- Dillinger, they are. Yeah, he he was he was my god. He still is, to be fair. Yeah. He, may, he may not be. Kiddies flavor of the month. Although actually, he, he kind of is. But he he will always be one of the Shogun Warrior assassins of drum and bass. No one can take that from him ever, ever. I've ever. spoken to multiple people who've said that like that he doesn't have that much faith in his own tunes. Yeah, he, he, yeah, but he's like, ah! 
exactly, exactly the same. I don't like. Well, it's not even that I don't like my music. I just I don't feel as confident about my music as I should because mm. it helped fucking people. It it was a moment in t- of time in dubstep. Yeah, it was. That's that's there's this rhythm thing that's going on now. The, the birth of it was without a doubt at Hench, without a shadow of a doubt it was at Hench. Although kind of, you could say Sin City as well, because I released a tune on Sin City, which was the pattern that they use now. Yeah, there was, um, uh, I can't remember what his, actual, what his real name was, but White Boy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the stuff that he was making in like 2006, that's basically rhythm now. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, burr, burr. Yeah, <laughs> he'd make exactly. about five tunes a day on Reason. Like, yeah. All right, made 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 these five today. What do you reckon on them? Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to speak to him later on. Actually, Rob, uh, tell him so, I say hi. Uh, I will. But um, yeah, he he was prolific as well. Yeah. All, all the all the original hench gang were. Do you know what I mean? All, all the original Bristol hench gang. Yeah. The, the first time we looked out of the the Bristol um, crew was lost. What is Kieran doing now? Is he still doing like housey stuff as common? I think, yeah, I think he's still doing housey stuff as common. I haven't spoken to him in a, a few weeks. I actually train in the gym with his brother now. I've been doing training with him and uh, Slowy MC from here in Bristol, Brian MC, Big Up Slows. But um, mm. yeah, I think Kieran is still doing the housey. As far as I know, he's still doing the housey technique tip. Man, he's a gifted project. Well, gifted is probably uh, actually not doing him in justice. No, yeah, it's not doing uh, him justice. But don't, no, let, let's not swell his head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He'll listen to this. Like, yeah, but no, no, he is. He's he he actually mixed down the um my tune on slow EP because I can't mix anything down in this bloody room. But um, wow. yeah, he's he's uber talented. He's it's funny. He he takes information in and he'll take that as the letter of the law. But then if someone refutes that information and comes to the better side, then he's like, no, nope, and takes that as letter of the law. You, you should have seen his studio when he, when he used to live on Stone's Craft. It was mad because he was talking about um, the the shaping of the your room in, in conjunction with the sound design of your tunes. Right. So in one day... And it was a big room, and the, as you expect, the desk was against the wall. In you come in the door, you look forward in front of you, desks and and the wall, computer was on there, and then you know I mean you'd, you'd have probably like I don't know eight feet, and you could walk. But then he read something, repositioned his speakers, and you could just barely open the door and get in. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? But you know, I mean, he's a talented guy, so he's he, he loves to read and he he loves to just. I don't know, just taking as much information as he can. He's on a he's on a health food tip now as well. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 getting on it. He's right. getting on it. He needs <laughs> I remember him and Will Gatekeeper working on uh something and Kieran was just lying on the bed rolling a spliff and just Ooh. like telling him what numbers to put into the compressor. Yeah. Like, ra- ratio three point uh one, uh threshold down to minus eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's that's him. He knows he, he's in the Matrix, that boy. Yeah. That. Did he I help build Bill Tekic's studio? Yeah. He the 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 floating studio we had in the old in the old house, which is um it's probably been ripped out now because that's how it's been sold. 
and he's moved. But um, yeah, Kieran built the floating studio in that house. Hmm. Read up about it. Never built a studio before. <laughs> really? Yeah, Just yeah, like, I'll yeah. have a go at it. It'd be fine. Yeah, he's a he's a more than competent builder. He's a ridiculous builder as well. That mm. that was his original trait. But yeah, he never. He's like no, no, never done it. Looked it up, read it. Mark gave him some money. They went to the shops and bought a load of crap. Measured up the room and built it in. I tell you what, that's still to this day, that was one of the best studios. I've been in, and I, I used to love just going in there, sitting down, chilling. You could see, you could close the door in there, and you wouldn't hear the outside world unless it was banging on on the door. Mm. <laughs> Mad. That's what you want. You need that little sort of enclosed zone of uh, yeah. creativity where you can just like, right, I'm locking myself in now. Like no yeah. internet, no distractions. Just like, right, it's just just me and the beats now. Fucking, let's Sorry. get into it fully that, that was one of my favorite houses i lived there it's funny it's so, so funny whereabouts was it that was in shirehampton here in bristol uh, by avonmouth if you were to go under the suspension bridge and carry okay. along the hallway along that road there uh, you'd eventually hit shirehampton well you'd hit shirehampton then avonmouth but yeah we were in shirehampton okay so it was quite far out yeah but we were linked with the train, so it was just like, psh, you, you, you're brought down to the train. So, we, well, obviously we had the bus stop right outside the gap as well, but down, down the hill was the train station, and that connected us from um, Avermouth and Avermouth, Sea Mills, which is where we were, then uh, Clifton, Redland. Mm. Uh, I can't remember where else it went after that. But that all down to St. down into Eastern and then Lawrence Hill, Temple Meads. Right. Okay. Yeah, Cock yeah. in between that as well. But yeah, so we were connected, but yeah, we were out of it. It was brilliant. No one came to bother us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. As long as you got a shop at the end of the road, you're fine. Yeah. It's perfect. So are you going to be putting out the mute stuff on Hench? No, 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 no. The mute stuff's coming out on at night. We play. There might be some new remixes on Hench. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, ideally, what I was gonna do was um, a night play. It was gonna be straight bass, bass music, and that was it. But then I thought, you know what? I better bring a few people to the to the table, and some of them might hate it when it switches up to to the different genres. But I, I just thought I'd set a precedent, and yeah. then gradually, gradually, gradually start broadening the horizons on it mm. but yeah there's that's not saying nothing will come on hench because i'm sure it will well that it's kind of why we have the we've had the hiatus from hench as well because it's i just saw i was looking at the dubstep scene and i, I to be brutally honest i wasn't liking what i was seeing mm. do you know what i mean that's just my own opinion and um i just took a back seat i wanted to take a back seat and just go off and do some original sound and dub on, in, on my little label mm. and I wanted to learn the ropes as well because I've gone and out helped me with everything with Hench and I wanted to learn everything artwork now I do everything on right. that so I'm going to be able to bring that back to Hench now and just be they can sit back and I'll do everything I've but always liked the idea of just of trying to do as much as possible oneself yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it saves having to rely on anyone else for a start. That's, that's but, the thing. I don't yeah. have to rely on anyone. Artwork was done by me. I can, mm. like, the, the Hench um, logo was designed by me. Right. Well, 
you know what I mean? There was um, John added. Well, it, it's funny, actually. I did it. I told him what I wanted because I had the vision of it in my head. I'd already had the H tattooed on my arm. Um, and I showed him the lettering and then did a sketch of the, the hedge logo and put a crown on it. Mm. And he went away, come back, and he'd put a crown on it as well because I hadn't sent him the sketch with the crown on. It's, oh, it was funny. Yeah. So I hadn't actually sent him the sketch. He was like, what do you think? And I was like, and I sent him the sketch. He was like, oh. I was like, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Now, like, how, you must have shifted enough of those bloody uh, hoodies with uh, that on. Like, you just couldn't move for them like, yeah, for a few years. These T-shirts, um, which all come back. The one the downside of it, it was um, we were part of um, Chemical. Right. Now, when that went down, that was where all our T-shirts and hoodies and everything were done. Did you lose a load of them? Or... Yeah, well, we lost the the screens because the ah, that's annoying. They took everything. Yeah, when they got, you know, I mean, when they went into liquidation, they just took everything. Mm. Took the screens a lot. So, um, we've and I I get hit up daily for hench merch. Daily, I get hit up, even though I'm not releasing music and and hench isn't mm. for want of a better word isn't releasing anything right now. Um, and I just like. Yeah, I've been searching far and wide to get as good as a deal we we had, and I just can't find one. Although, I think I may have just with a person I was talking to um, literally two days ago. Um, I think I might have found someone to take up that mantle, which will be uh, brilliant because then we can start shifting all the end stuff. It's like this new um, A Night We Play, the logo I did for A Night We Play, mm. um, I, got, I actually got someone to do that logo for me. I've got orders for that T-shirt, for a T-shirt, and I haven't even printed any. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. That's it. This is what people, like, because people don't have to, like, people don't pay anything for the music anymore. I think no. people like to feel, that is how you would initially feel part of, a scene or like a yeah. feel like when you went to the record shop and you bought that physical piece of vinyl and took it back home it's like yeah i'm now becoming a part of this community this thing but like having a spotify playlist is it doesn't feel the same so it's like to be part of the club to be part of the tribe like yeah. people are naturally tribal people you know for better or worse yeah fully um and yeah, so merch is now, I mean, it always has been, but I think now more than ever is an important and integral part of building that community yeah. and base. Yeah, um, no, that's, your, your merch is, it is, it's, it's very, it's, it is integral. And it's, I think, to be honest, these kiddies need to come back to the labels. because this, this, this is the thing that winds me up about Spotify. They put our music up, give us a fucking pittance mm. for our music that we slaved over, yet, and give themselves six-figure salaries when they should be giving us our fucking money. That's why I reckon all these labels need to draw back from Spotify and be like, you know what? Mm. Fuck. Because Spotify has got us by the balls. I that That platform, I think, is... I don't want to say the death of some some scenes but actually yeah it's the death it's the death of some of the scenes out there mm. because people just don't want to release don't don't want their stuff to go on spotify because it's like but yeah people don't want their stuff to go on spotify but the kiddies only listen to spotify so you're like 
Yeah, everyone wants everything in one place. Yeah. Um, do you know why the figures, the streaming figures are so, the amount that they give out per stream is so low? No. They did a, di- basically, they gave cheap stock to a load of the biggest labels in exchange for them agreeing to have the, uh, the per stream amount be so low. Really? Yeah, so like Warner and a few other people basically got really cheap Spotify stock uh, as, a, as a sort of backhanded deal to for them to agree to have their catalogs on it for fuck all. Right. And meanwhile, that fuck- <laughs> it's just fucked the entire scene, <laughs> the entire industry. It's fucking wow. wild. Yeah. Man, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Great. Learn something every day. I love learning shit. I love that. Yeah, that's, it makes man. so much sense. Like, And it's just like, oh, that's, yeah. that's the thing, is it? Okay, yeah, cool. Brilliant. <laughs> Cool, you're all wankers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we already knew it deep down, but yeah, it's just nice to have that confirmed again every so often. That's mad. Yeah. Sad reality. <laughs> yeah, but look, but the thing is, the like, if we all went, oh, okay, we're going to take all our stuff off Spotify. Like the amount of plays that drum and bass and dubstep gets comparatively to, you know, the yeah. major label stuff, it's like they'd be losing like one percent of their thing it's just a drop in the ocean to them so i exactly. don't know how do, how, do we stage this mass walkout but would it do anything yeah well it did i mean if everyone went to their band camps it'd be you are self-sustained that's what they yeah. big ladies yeah, are yeah. doing yeah all these all these self-sustaining artists all these artists that are blowing up or everyone's saying saying they're blowing up they're not blowing up They've been slogging hard for fucking years. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. the record labels are like, oh, wait a minute, you're popular and you've got, how many followers you got on your YouTube? Oh, you got that. Right, here's some money. Now, now, you're, now you're in the big leagues. It's like, mm. how about you fuck off and leave us where we are? That's what, the, the UK drill scene and like the, 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 the rap scene here and, you know what I mean? Some of the other little thing is, People are just, they're, they're not about the majors. They don't need the majors. They're like, nah, fuck that. They're mm. rocking, you know I mean, 100 back chains and they even see the major check. Mm. Why would they go to the majors? They don't need to. That's what they, That's why these, I don't understand why these kiddies have to go to major record labels when they're killing it on, them, on their own. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's stupid. Why do that? Because mm. that bag you're going to get from the record company, that's the biggest bag you're going to get from them. Mm. That first bag. And that's it. They're going to recoup that bag, guaranteed. And they're, they're going to try every way of recoup re- and take it even more than they recouped. Mm. And it's like, why sign a thingy that just basically just narrows your your path of what you're doing it's just nah it works um, I, I say that there's a, a fair few I, I say again the drill the UK drill scene there's a fair few of them that are like yeah fuck the majors yeah I, th- I think there's more options now like you never no one had that option 10 years ago to, to no. go no nah, I'm I'm, I'm alright actually I'll, yeah. you keep your advance yeah uh, yeah brilliant it's a, it's a funny one. what are your thoughts on like it's the drill thing like I mean it was a, a year or so ago it suddenly became like the big thing in the press to like this drill music that uh, yeah. all these kids are stabbing each other and you know you've got to yeah. shut it down the music is cool the content is fucking stupid mm. and uh, how you have to act on road is fucking idiotic 
these these kiddies going on videoing them chasing some guy from a rival rap gang, mm. fucking down the road, and you come here, man. It's stupid. You look like a fucking child. You look like an idiot. All any of you guys that do that, you're just waste. You, you're waste because it's like, where's that going to get you? What, what ultimately, where is that going to get you? So apart from. Up. Well, yeah, it seemed like there was like YouTube videos whereby people are watching the YouTube videos, commenting on them about like the spats between them and like, oh, so and so needs to get got and like all of this, like it's a fucking reality TV show or like it's EastEnders uh, or something. It's like these yeah. are actual real people's lives, like yeah. And it's like, and some of the that's the thing. So yeah, obviously you've looked at it and read some of the comments, so you you know where I'm coming from, where where I'm saying they're stupid because it's like. Ooh what are you doing you're making and some of the drill music uh, one thing i will say there was the, um there's the christian drill movement as well and i'm not really that much of a religious guy yeah i'm i'm not i think there christian is some drill, power okay. that, that's, uh, but yeah there is there's these guys now that are going to church and performing at church go look go look it up um, and they're, they're these these are ex-trappers and ex-drillers and they've just seen they've seen the way basically there's a documentary and I can't remember who did it oh but, there's uh, one extra looks like Gangs, yeah. Drill and Prayer The Story of Gospel Drill there you go right, that looks like an interesting watch Yeah, take, take a look at that later on and, and yeah you'll, you'll see because some some of the guys are, are, try, are genuinely trying to uh Get, get out of where they are and how they're perceived because it's they they don't understand they're influencing kids mm. they are the direct and yeah. they're, them saying they're not you are don't be stupid you are because yeah of course these it's... kids are running around stabbing each other and it's like i remember when i used to go to london right every week I, I go every couple of weeks now but i used to go every week every week there was a stabbing when i went to greenwich every single week a different stab and I'll come I'll come out of the tube station, there'll be a different thing. Have you seen Red today? Were you here at mm. this day? And it's like, stop. It's mad. And I, I know that I know they don't want to be associated with it, but you are. Your content is influential and it is influencing. It's I, I, I think like I I'm very much a free speech guy, but like it's I I think when uh, like I've heard interviews and they're like, well, you know, it's other people's choice if they want to, you know, do 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 this stuff. And like, oh, we're just making music, you know. We're just like talking about stuff that you know we relate to. It's like you can't say that that doesn't have an influence on, no. on people. Like, obviously, everyone has the choice of what to do with their own actions. But yeah. when the kids, to be fair, the kids are just as stupid copying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you kids out there that think it's big to go around beating people up and, and teeth their crop and rare to tear. It's like, one, it's counterproductive. Two, it's frigging dangerous. Mm. You know what I mean? And people, these kids ain't even thinking about their parents. They're like, oh, yeah, look, my mother. Listen, you need to have respect. You need to have some frigging respect for yourself and for who brought you up because you are a testament to how you were brought up by your parents. Mm. And even... And, for for the people that weren't that weren't lucky enough to be in it in a in a family unit, it's kind of understandable when you're lost. Mm. I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you people that have a full family unit and still act like you're 
I, I don't even know how, how you write, but you, nah, it's not. It's not the way. It's not the way forward at all. Yeah, like it's a lifestyle choice at that point. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's not. How is it a lifestyle choice to go and rush someone and videotape it? Mm. And then, and you you know the mad thing about it as well. It's over postcodes. Yeah, this is fucking over postcodes, isn't it? It's so what I. It's not even like over religion or like over <laughs> politics or something. It's over postcodes. Postcode usually over postcodes again, and that's it. It's like no, stupid. Man, that's it's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's I'm I'm if if the Christian gospel drill lot can try and change some hearts and minds, that would be a good thing. Like, yeah. Did you see UK Apache uh, singing original Nutter? Acapella in a mosque. Yeah. That's quite, I mean, it's quite weird and haunty, but also it's quite wonderful at the same time. Like, because he's changed some of the lyrics, because he's now, he's sort of like trying to, he feels like he's, he was saying like he's sort of reformed and is now like, yeah, that he used to, you know, want to be the fucking rude boy. And now he's like, yeah, maybe just, maybe maybe don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting, isn't it? It's very, it's very interesting. It was really cool when I saw that as well. When he did that, I was like, "Go on, bruv. Yeah, Man. I was, I was definitely very confused when I first saw. It. Like, what? I, I, I like, is that actually him? Like, so I can't like. Yeah, that's what everyone thinks as well. Is that, is that yeah. It? yeah, it is. Yeah, but no, I yeah, I think it's really cool. Like, yeah, the the I mean, the kids in there watching it do look quite confused. Very. <laughs> <Bless> them. <laughs> so that's what we need. Oh, yeah, we can somehow marry religion and jungle into a positive experience for the youth. Hey, come on. Yeah. That's all exactly. right. It's fine by me. Can work. Right, so what's what's next coming out? What's the uh what, the, uh, what can um, people look out for? Right. <coughs> um I've got the Godfather EP. Um which is a couple tunes. There's two tunes. Mm-hmm me and then i'm gonna have a mute remix of one of the tunes i'm not sure which one i'm gonna do yet i've already done a remix of um the godfather but i'm not 100 sure on it um then obviously the mute stuff mm-hmm. uh, the the rebirth of hench not that we we, we, we just they, they've awoken a sleeping giant basically don't call it a comeback we've been here for years exactly um that with a few new heads nice um Just yeah, just carrying on music, man. Just getting on it. Wicked. Um, I might go back to school and be a botanist. We shall see. What really? Yeah, um, mate. I I love growing things. I love growing things. So I might actually go and do a little eight year stint. Oh. <laughs> it's um, it's yeah, quite that- amazing when you grow your own fruit or vegetables and to see the difference between it and stuff you buy in the supermarkets. <laughs> Exactly. It's mad when you see the difference. Well, if you put like a tomato that you've grown yourself and a tomato you've bought from the supermarket on the windowsill next to each other and leave them there, like, and yeah, you come back like two weeks later and the one from the supermarket still looks exactly the same. Like, exactly. Yeah. Man, there might be something a bit iffy here. Of course. Of course. It's mad. It's like the, it's like that, um, the, the, the outbreak of uh, BSE up in Scotland again. What, another one? Yeah. Oh, great. See, it's funny how people are like, what, what are you on about? They're holding it down from the, This should be trending. Yeah, but um, it, it might be trending by this evening. We'll see. Oh but, um, the ca- yeah, the no- carnival lot are not going to like this. 
Oh, mate, I'm telling you. Listen, get out of the carnival lot, get out of the gate while you can, because trust me, you think for a second that they, they're they not feeding cows to cows, you got to be stupid. Come on. They're, 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 for, for BSC to actually come about, they have to have fed them to them. Spine. That's it. In particularly spine, or is it like just... I, I have no idea. I haven't really read into it too much. I just know there's a breakout in, I think, Aberdeen. They're trying to say that it's one cow and the cow will separate to all the other cows, and it's like, no, what's come on, mm. you've been, you're still, you're still feeding cows to cows. That is is wild. Like I don't, are there? I mean, there's plenty of animals will eat their own kind if uh, yeah. you know if, if, if push comes to shove. I know it's like cats; they'll eat their their young and blah blah. But yeah, yeah. bears no, will eat cats, their own young and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they'll be a pump full of all sorts, and they're and then they're making the meat and making nah, nah. I'm all, I've been cutting down my meat for for a while, but it's time to go back to being a vegetarian. I'm telling you. Oh, I don't know about that. No, it's mm. hey, I, listen, I was the most vehement meat eater. Trust me, I'll punch a guy in the face and chop a steak out of it, but not that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think trying to find I think trying to well. Encourage the best quality of meat production is the way forwards for yeah. so much stuff. Like if you've got properly pasture-raised, properly pasture-raised beef and chickens, it actually has a net positive impact on the environment. Yeah. Like if you have them like 100% grass-raised, like genuinely it makes the actual environment and the soil and everything better than it was before. But yeah. like factory farming is just an absolute just blight on humanity, really. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was, I remember when I was doing my last um, American tour, I was flying over. Where the fuck was I flying? I think it was a spot in, t- yeah, because I, yeah, I can't remember what I played, but we were flying out because I remember the the um, pilot saying we were flying over Texas. But what he didn't say, and what we could all see from the plane, was uh, a set of slaughterhouses with their field. Because you see how they do it in America, where there's a slaughterhouse. With and the then feedlot. Yeah, and all, all the crap that they, all the blood and all that, they just shoot into a field next to it. Oh, yeah, it's particularly with the like the hog farms and stuff. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen drone yeah. footage of it. It's savage. He flew over, and we could see it from the plane. Oh. I think how high a plane was, and we could see it. You could see red field. It's like, what's that field? Why is that red? And then you realise, it's like, wow. Damn, yeah. it's um. They're doing it on a different level in America. That's it, yeah. I mean, I've to try and just get as much as I can as possible from the nice like organic countryside British farms where they're yeah. cu- cuddling the animals to death I'm sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just whispering them off to sleep there you go little yeah, cow, don't, don't worry that's it off you go <laughs> yeah that's how that's it if given the choice of slaughtering the meat yourself, if you had if you had to hunt the cow, well, I'd say hunt a cow. You don't really hunt a cow. Cow is just man's own business. But if you had to hunt your food and slaughter it and chop it, can it would you still eat meat? Oh, oh I would hundred percent. But um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I've I've done hunting before, not like um, big game or anything like that. But when we were with army cadets, mm. to snare rabbits and blah 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 and um, find deers. 
see a few people who've like, you bastard. But um, yeah, it, it made me look at it differently, definitely. definitely. I, I think it is important to sort of confront yourself with the reality of it. Um, yeah. But I mean, like humans are undoubtedly designed to be predominantly meat eaters. It's not, it's... Well, no, no, uh, no, we're not. That's that's a misconception that we're given. We are not. Well, that would depend who you ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, it, it would, you could ask who you want. If you look at it, we're not. Not, not with the stomachs we have. Well, with, we're, we're a lot closer to, to dogs than we are to ruminants and definitely not to chimpanz, chimpanzees and gorillas. They have like much, much longer colons and stuff for digesting yeah. all the fibre and the cellulose. Yeah, but our colon's too long for it to be rolling with meat. It is well and truly our colon. We shouldn't, maybe a little bit here and there, but not, not how we're eating it now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh, I know a lot of people who would disagree very vehemently on it, but I oh, mean, it's a lot. Oh, of course, because that, that, that thing where, oh, yeah, we've got incisors, that don't mean shit. That just means we've got a couple of sharp teeth in our head. <laughs> that, that's not, that's not, that's maybe it was the, we used to have all incisors, but then through years and years and years and years, look at what we got now. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think one thing that a lot of people get very sort of, uh, you know, become real zealots about is the idea that there's like one diet that is the ultimate human diet for everyone, and that you know everyone is different, like genetically and from all, all. You know, we all come from different places and different stuff, and all have sort of different needs and kind of setups and systems. And like the idea that there's one like you know perfect diet that if we were all eating, we'd all flourish is, I think. Is not necessarily probably, a great way of looking at it. There probably is, but we don't fucking know it yet. No, there's so much disagreement. It's ridiculous. It's almost like uh, the nutrition uh, world is almost as ridiculous as as politics and religion. Like it's you know you have these you know really really like split sides like with the vegans versus the meat eaters and the you know and the keto lot versus the carb lot and it's mm. no one really knows like and it's you know science is continually updating itself like you know we it seems now that everything we had been brought up to believe about saturated fat is not the case and it's like there's so yeah. it just it changes all the time and it I don't know. It seems to me the people that seem to know the most are also the ones going, yeah, we don't actually know that much. <laughs> no. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's the thing. They, they do know and they don't know. Yeah. I mean, particularly when it comes to things like your microbiome and your gut and gut bacteria and like all of that sort of stuff. It's like, well, we, we think we may have a bit of an idea on it, but then we just don't really know anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, re I was reading up about mushrooms the other day and what they do. For your uh, for your, your microclimate in your body, and it's mental. Mm. The humble mushroom, yeah, actually a superfood, well and truly. I mean, you, you, God, yeah, and, and beyond. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't it exactly? Yeah. Oh uh, well, look. I mean, before before we get into, it, oh, if only Teresa May could take some mushrooms, then it'll all be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Theresa May needs to take a rocket off the planet. That's what Theresa May needs to fucking do. Mm. And a few, a few of a few of them need to go with her as well. Or in fact, even better, we need Guy Fawkes. Do need to come back? I don't know. I don't know whether or not terrorism is the answer. Oh no, he wasn't a terrorist. 
do, I do, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, he was just a guy looking to shake things up a bit. He wanted to yeah. drain the swamp. <laughs> right, Jakes, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Loved it. Thank you very much for asking me on, Governor. No, uh, again, sometime soon, hopefully. Definitely. Right, take it easy. And uh, what's your what's your Twitter and your Instagram for people? Oh, um, it's I am the Jakes on everything apart from my Insta, which is I am T H A Jakes. Mm. Oh, and what well, did someone I, have that before? Sorry, did someone already had it on Instagram? I uh, did some, yeah, some pricks already oh, got it. Outrageous! You want to turn up at his house? I was considering it, but I got find the fucker first. Oh, and um, I am the mute one is for the um, Insta for my mute uh, monkey. And there's not going to be a Twitter for it because Twitter is just talk and I'm not bad talk anymore. Man, Twitter is just the worst these days. It is. (laughs) If you want to talk toxic tribalism, Twitter is the place to go. Exactly, isn't it? Fucking hell. Right, thank you, mate. I will speak to you soon. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Cheers, bye-bye. Mr. Jake's there. Absolute bloody legend. Legend of the darkness. Right, let's play another jam, and then we we can all go to the pub. It's 11.40, and Weatherspoons is definitely serving. Right, okay, let's play Workout. I'm going to play Workout by Andy Seas from 2014. I'm a fan. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes Coffee and Memes episode number 20. As I stated at the beginning of the month, I was going to do a month of these and then at the end decide whether or not I would continue. Will I continue? You bet your sweet ass I will. 
I've had an absolute blast doing these. Threshold lobster crew for life. Lobsters. time to shout out the VIP list again a list of bad motherfuckers that are supporting us on Patreon for $10 or more a month Whew. fine fine bunch of gentlemen no chicks on there yet outrageous um, that VIP list is Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Oliver Hooper Squidgy Beats Parsons, Tony Hart, Paulie Hutton Sierra and R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Cole Murphy Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Can. Matt, uh, Stephen Harris and of a couple of minutes ago Matthew Bollard Ooh. all right all right all right that's a workout by Andy C that's a good bit of fucking Friday morning gear well, I'm starving, bloody hungry. I'm going to go and get me a breakfast. And uh, I just want to say... Oh, Don't let your memes be dreams. But thank you very much for listening to the last 20 episodes. And here's to another 20. Here's to another bloody couple of hundred, I think. Why not? What would, what would the world be like if I did this every morning for the rest of my life? Would the world be better? Would the world be worse? Would it turn into a Mad Max... Dys- dystopia would it turn into a communist utopia would it you know would, could we ride this post-capitalist train until the wheels fall off who fucking knows but well, i'm gonna try and find out and i hope you'll come along for this crazy ride with me right thanks so much for listening everyone i will see you at month on monday morning at 10 a.m for more coffee more memes more lobsters don't let your memes be dreams Increase the pace. Just be nice to each other. Just be nice. Do a couple of dingers over the weekend. Spoil yourself. See ya. See ya, Threshold. <laughs>